0: to the grave consequences podcast i am caleb b and that's where you can follow me on twitter there's an appearance by greg's dog you can follow greg at x maserati he will tell you how to spell that one out uh today we're reviewing episode 23 of lucha underground the working title was fire in the cosmos but greg has a better title
1: yeah we're gonna name this one uh never take a shit in a temple
0: Absolutely. And you will find out exactly why. So the very first thing we encounter on this show is Aerostar on top of a roof. And they they picked out some great spots for um, vignettes this week. They really did. Aerostar's on a roof. Dario Cueto uh, comes to talk to him. And Aerostar's just looking off into space. And I wonder why that would be. But um, Dario basically just came out to taunt him. Basically, and told him like, hey, you know, if you see a shooting star, make a wish. But be careful. Everything in my temple has a price. That was a damn good quote and also some great foreshadowing.
1: I mean, eventually they all have to realize that it all. I mean, we know as the audience, uh, all the wrestlers haven't been there every week. But by the second season, every wrestler should know like, OK, what's he offering me? What's the monkey Paul here? You know, Mm -hmm. there's always a cost.
0: Yeah. It's like, uh, did you did you see Wonder Woman 1984?
1: No, I haven't seen it because I've heard I, I haven't heard a single person give it a good review. And I like the first one. So I'm like hesitant to watch it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they were super brave and they did go after Donald Trump in it. So and that doesn't happen in movies. So. But all kidding aside, um, it is like a genie situation and like a monkey paw situation where people will make these wishes. But in the process, they'll lose something.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'm not sure why you wouldn't. Well, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't critique it. I've only heard I've listened to various reviews and uh, it doesn't sound like it's I was worried the first time I saw the trailer, bro. When I first saw the, the first trailer and Steve Trevor was back, I was like, well, that really undercuts the sacrifice he made in the first movie like cuz that was a really big p- part of the movie was what changed yeah. Diana was like okay someone can do the someone will sacrifice everything to do the right thing you know mankind isn't without hope but then i yeah. saw the trailer and he's back i'm like okay why like that's stupid but yeah um i don't know i i told you the the last dc show i watched that was good was uh superman red sun it's a animated movie but it's really good yeah
0: yeah, I've heard their animated movies are pretty good. And I've also heard Doom Patrol pretty nice. good. But uh, one thing I have noticed here at the Lucha Underground Temple is when they do these tapings, they're just bringing in one band. Because Sergio Arrua, he's hey, he's been here at least three weeks in a row.
1: Oh, so you think this might be how, like, Son of Havoc and all of them had all that fanfare that they've recorded multiple shows with yeah. the same band, okay, that makes sense. I can see that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the very first match of the night. Oh, by the way, Vampiro he was amped up, not not as per usual. Like he wasn't as high up as he has been before, but still pretty amped up. You know, he was. He's been pretty amped up for the shows, and I,
1: it's good. It's good energy to start the show out with. And uh, when he's excited about the show as opposed to himself, that means it's a probably a really good show.
0: Yes, absolutely. So the first match of the night is the final qualifier in the trios tag team title tournament. We've got the whole ass cowboy machines of Tejano, Cage, and King Cuerno against, uh, I didn't really come up with a good nickname for him, so I'm just going to call him Team Puma because he's clearly the leader. Uh, We've got Prince Puma, Hernandez, and Johnny Mundo. Can we call them Team
1: Same Pants because uh, Vampiro said that (laughs) he said that uh, Hernandez and Johnny Mundo were wearing the same pants, and it's even though it's not true. I want to call them, you know, the Pants Boys. Let's call them the Pants Boys.
0: Just yes, the Pants Boys. That's the uh, actually uh, Los Pantalones Chicos. That'll be their team name. There we go. (laughs) Even better. (laughs) Oh man, you gotta love when I bust out the. the spanish uh i've been learning for three years now and i can read it that's it that's pretty
1: good man because i've been learning i've been trying to learn japanese and i fell off for like a week or so since uh new year's i gotta get back on that
0: yeah i've just been doing duolingo like a poor for quite a while um
1: i can recommend something that'll help you speak it nice. l- after the show um uh, well nice. I'll, I'll say it now it's Pimsleur. it's uh it's what i've been using and uh I might download something for the written part, but uh is real. Like I can, right now I'm really bad, but I used to be able to say pretty good phrases. So we'll, I'll, we'll, I'll let you move on.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, by the way, I noticed when uh, the whole ass cowboy machines came out that uh, Cage and Cuerno, Cuerno especially, he always is. He was, you know, calm. Uh, he had a reason to be there. He was just focused on getting to the ring. Cage, more of the same. He might have moved his arms around a little. Tejano, knowing he's definitely the third wheel of the group and definitely the uh the third most talented in the group, just to get himself over, to get himself noticed, he bites the bull rope. Dude, in this match,
1: like Tejano was like I liked him. Like his attitude, and yeah. his personality. It's just when he's one on one, he turns into mm-hmm. like a uh Mr. Anderson or Jeff Jarrett with his fighting sound. It's just boring. But <laughs> In a tag match, he's great because he can he doesn't have to like slow the pace down he's gonna go in there and do his hot spots or high spots, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even remember what they were, but you know, he's he's great in tag teams..
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I loved when the Technicos were coming out. Uh, Vampiro, of course, had to shit on Conan once again. So you know, Conan would love that limelight of them winning the trios titles without doing anything as usual.
1: I just don't understand, like, well, I hate this this whole beef between Vampiro and Conan. Because I think at this point, like, well, we know they don't hate each other anymore. They, Yeah. It, it's just stupid. It doesn't, as we said before, it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, I yeah. think with their, and I've been thinking about this since we talked about it with how critical we were of Conan. Uh, I think he's supposed to be uh, stirring fire or stirring the coals about, like, hey, is Puma being used uh it's just because we i think maybe because we know vampiro and conan's history that maybe we get caught up in the rest of it Um, yeah but i think that's what they're trying
0: to do they just
1: it just doesn't land
0: yeah uh maybe so the only thing i have against this is that like again it's definitely not going to go anywhere conan can barely walk he'll use a cane that's it so it's kind of like um like when take you back to two thousand two, like when Vince McMahon and Rick Flair had a feud.
1: That's right, they never like, really had a match, did it's just like,
0: like who cares? I mean they had McMahon and Flair, they, ha-
1: they had they a had match, a match
0: at like the O two Royal Rumble, yeah. Okay, but like you said, like who cares? Exactly, yeah. Like Flair's in his 50s. And we go going to wrestle for six more years after that. But Flair's in his 50s. Vince McMahon, I think he's a little older at the time. Um, who cares, man?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it would have but, been
0: better if they had, had
1: actually anything happened between Puma and Conan. Um, I think the most is that we're going to see that happens between them that causes friction is what we see later in the match. And it doesn't even yes. involve Conan.
0: <laughs> yes. So, uh, the first thing I noticed in this match, and I feel like it had to piss you off, was Hernandez is in there dominating, of all people, King Cuerno.
1: I, you know what, I probably would have had a problem with it, but I, and I wrote down in my notes. I was actually blown away because we were going hard on Hernandez, uh, the last recording.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
1: seeing him in here, and it's been a while since I've seen him, I was reminded of his work in, in uh, TNA with, uh, yeah with homicide and i was like man this guy was over back then like he i don't i don't know what happened but he should have been he should have. i remember they tried to push him as a singles uh but they blew it uh he hernandez should have been bigger than he got probably
0: yeah because he's over yeah he is over he's just not good he's good at what he he could do
1: he has his moves he mm-hmm. has his his uh, five moves of doom, basically. Uh, but uh, I wasn't too upset about him dominating Cuerno because uh, he's he's new. He's 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 this is his first match, so he has to he has to make an impact. And this this whole match was about the uh, the baby faces, Hernandez and and Mundo and and even Puma, just showing how damn good they are uh, with the with the heels occasionally coming out with a great counter to stall the be like a brick wall to stop their momentum
0: mm-hmm. sorry i was just chuckling to myself thinking about los pantalones chicos as you should <laughs> oh by the way uh, striker <laughs> pointed out because the camera cut to him a gentleman wearing a suit and sunglasses indoors and holding a drink probably i don't know some was it tequila i'm guessing i don't know is that racist of me to guess he's drinking tequila on a lucha show well he's not mexican or spanish so i don't think so that's fair. That's fair. Uh, do we want to give his name out, or do we want to let the show do that? Because I'm intent. I am content to let the show do that. Um, I think they did say, but uh, I don't. They didn't say his name on this week, anyway. Oh, they didn't. Okay, then. Uh, no. I, I think we can keep going. <laughs> yeah, let's let's keep the K fab. Don't worry, guys. Don't get excited. He's not that good. Yeah, um... that's why I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i noticed at one point cage was on offense and striker got all sing and said the man called cage
1: yeah what the hell was that because I, I didn't take i the don't notes
0: know from- <laughs> but like thinking about the lyrics of man called sting it's like that kind of fits him he does this he does that he's big as a bull and quick as a cat <laughs> I
1: striker is he's been weird the last couple episodes. I don't know if have you noticed that? Like he's just been kinda like weirder than Vampiro.
0: Yeah. Um and when he did this, he kinda got into the uh Royal Rumble two thousand eleven territory. And that's not a compliment, by the way. Royal Rumble two thousand eleven was his worst outing. And I think actually like his last big outing in WWE for what it's worth. I don't think I saw that. What was what was he doing in that? I didn't know he was a announcer (sighs) in WWE. He just got real marky, man. Like when Booker T came out, he's like, it's a mark out moment. I'm marking out, bro. And then Diesel came out and he's like, this is because the Royal Rumble, because you never know. Just all time worst commentary, man. Oh, man. I think he got in trouble on Twitter
1: for that, too. I think people were like uh saying you shouldn't say terms like that if you're the yeah. announcer. And I, I say I, and fair, I don't think you should. I well, it's cringy. Right. Yeah. And uh you know, either mark is a derogatory term or it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: or it's just a term for a fan. And yeah, uh, I, I've i been thinking about that term because I've heard it a lot on a lot of different podcasts lately. And at this point, I'm kind of like from wrestlers. And I think it's kind of annoying because it's like, OK, well, they're your fans. They pay they pay for the tickets. So like, do you want to keep using it like a derogatory term or do you want to just, you know. Or would you know.
0: like to alienate your cash cow? I I do seriously like
1: I've heard it. I I've, I've been listening to a lot to uh, Keeping It One Hundred and not Conan, may, maybe Disco a lot. I, I was like, going to
0: say probably Disco, yeah.
1: Disco, yeah. And it's like, and I and I agree with him on some things. Very very little, but uh I, I it's it's stupid. It's I hate when any kind of like if you start hating your audience, then stop making
0: the product for them. Exactly exactly. Um, let's see. Cuerno pinned Pum. <laughs> okay, the finish came. And this match was good. I just didn't write a lot of spots down, but the finish came when Puma gets hit with a bull rope by Te- Tejano. I almost said Texano, expanding my uh, exposing my uh, ignorance to the uh, Spanish language that is still there. But anyway, bull rope to the to the head of Prince Puma. Cuerno hits the thrill of the hunt on the end of the seal, so almost on the seal, and King Cuerno gets the win
1: yeah it was a dominant win though like it was crisp it was clean uh it and he kind of needed that because he's been on the back of uh two losses i think maybe yeah lost Um, to
0: um lost to mundo inside the cage and lost to puma last week
1: yeah this is him pinning the lucha underground champion and Mm -hmm. even though there was some interference with the bull rope it still means something to get that w and him it's it's definitive uh it you know, Puma, I think he's going to always look at the same level as he does. Like how I've complained to how he doesn't look like the best all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's just his lot on the show. Unfortunately, he's still like the ace of the show, uh, mm-hmm. but he should be a little bit more. I don't know. I think he should be a little bit more dominant as the champion. Uh, but it, it, it was necessary because Cuerno's team does go on to the finals And this is better than, say, like them getting a fluke win and getting to the finals. Uh, This makes it definitive, and it ties into the next match that we get right after.
0: Yeah. Sorry if anyone hears any loud noises or dogs barking. Uh, We don't take weeks off, and there's house construction going on. So if you hear anything from that, it's because I'm from my car, and I'm actually freezing my balls off. So that's how dedicated I am to the cause.
1: It's pretty toasty in my house right now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Just had to throw that out there, didn't you? Oh, feels um,
1: good.
0: <laughs> Dario Quinto comes out after the match, congratulates the uh, whole ass cowboy machines, but then immediately says, "Like, hey, we're having a three way dance. Uh, you guys pick a pick a team member to represent you, and when we come back, he didn't say when we come back because they don't acknowledge commercial breaks in the show. But you know, pick your part or pick your team member because we're having a three way." We did he ever say... The,
1: oh, my bad. Sorry. You're good. I, I was just going to say, like, I was confused uh, because I didn't understand what the point of the three-way was. Was it just him being a dick, or was there something on the line?
0: There's nothing on the line. It's just he said it's like a teaser for the finals next week. Yeah, he's a dick because he did it right after their match. But <laughs> Exactly. Exactly, yes. Uh, that That is a running theme, and we acknowledge, acknowledged it last week. Dario Cueto's a dick. Like... To the bitter end, he is a dick.
1: Yes, he is. I mean, the whole show. I mean, I guess we could call it that too. We could call it. Well, I think we already named one of them. Dario Cueto is a dick. I think I last a week. Lot. Yeah. Damn, we could make uh, so many episodes the same title. It could be Dario Cueto is a dick too.
0: <clears throat> Electric Boogaloo. Um,
1: Should we do that? Or do you want to save it? No,
0: no. I like uh, never take a shit in the temple. Okay. Um, <laughs> so when we come back. Turns out the uh, whole ass cowboy machines, they picked Cage to represent them. Then out comes, and this kind of surprised me, but the um, representative of the team of Big Rick, the Mac, and Killshot, of all people, was the Mac. And I think this was, okay, in kayfabe it doesn't make sense because why wouldn't you pick Big Rick? But in reality, it's like, okay, well, the Mac is at least the second best worker, arguably the best worker on the team. Well, he's Rick is the boss, so I think that's why yes. he not go out. <clears throat> well, that's fair, but I mean, like, you gotta expect, like, you know, the whole ass cowboy machines. They've got three studs in there to begin with. Like, you should probably bring your A game, but I, whatever, you know, it was their decision.
1: Well, Cage is and, already and... tired. He he just had a match, and I think you know, playing along with Rick and Kayfabe, he probably gets a finder's fee for, and he probably gets a <laughs> a portion of Mac and Kill shots. Uh, so you're saying he's
0: a pimp then?
1: Um, I, I would say he's more like uh the crooked promoter, uh, agent. Uh, I mean, kinda, like Tito got rid of uh, uh, what's who's the guy in UFC? Uh, he got rid of um, the main guy, uh, Dana White. He Dana White yes, used to Dana represent. White. Yeah, he got rid of Dana White after a while. Like, and he he claimed he was crooked. You know, I I think that's.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't want to be on Rick's team. He probably took a
1: portion of my winnings.
0: That's fair enough. But you said crooked agent slash uh, promoter, but it's like also kind of pimps. So I mean, I think my point still stands. I'm not
1: refuting it. I'm, I was just trying to come over better because I don't want the <clears> idea of him like you know putting uh, Mac and Killshot out there on the streets to like you know find some johns. <laughs> you know,
0: I'm trying to get away from that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so team havoc they pick son of havoc so we've got a solid lineup here man brian cage willie mac matt cross awesome dude it's a good match i mean it's it's a great match this show had
1: all so far all the matches are good like this and this match was going into kind of set the expectations uh of what you if you're a mark like you're completely mm-hmm. you know you, you completely buy into everything this match is telling you who's the favorite to win the uh the yeah. actual match, and uh I won't spoil the win the ending right now, but i the ending uh kinda is preparing you a little bit for that final match uh for a surprise hopefully that's not absolutely if, is that too much spoiler we can edit that out but
0: uh I don't know, I think we should be fine all right, but this match was. Uh, again, I don't think I, okay, I wrote down the, um, the finish. That's all I wrote down, but I know this match was amazing, but I would like to note, okay, whoever the guy is with the drink in his hand, whatever his name is, sit down. <laughs> like when these guys are wrestling, sit down, you're being weird.
1: Yeah. He's not the best, uh, in the audience. Uh, it's almost like he feels like he, he should be in the action.
0: Yeah. It's almost like he feels like he should be a part of the show, Um, which he will be later. Um, (laughs) Again, we can leave that in because don't don't get your hopes up. You will be (laughs) underwhelmed. Yeah, I don't. He he doesn't stay past the first season. He doesn't do anything of note in the first season either.
1: If anything, I'd say he's there to take an L for somebody else. Yes,
0: exactly. Uh, I I would agree. He does a good job of it. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing I would like to note about Willie Mack, and this isn't me body shaming. Like, I'm a heavy set fellow myself, so I, of all people, I'm not going to body shame. But you're also in a cosmetic business, I guess. But, like, Willie Mack, do you remember – you probably didn't watch baseball in the early 2010s. Uh, Do you remember Prince Fielder? No, I didn't. Big old heavy set guy. Actually, a second-generation MLB athlete, but um, big guy. Willie Mac in build, looks like Prince Fielder, but in reality, he moves a lot closer to Rey Mysterio. It's really impressive just how athletic Willie Mack is at his size as well. Willie Mac is incredible. I mean,
1: uh, I usually don't have a problem uh, with that it is long. Cause I liked mankind. He was Mick Foley was the first guy to get me in the wrestling. And, and it was mainly because he looked so different than the actual wrestlers. I was like, who is this guy in a dress suit or in a dress shirt? Uh, <laughs> yeah. with a, we, we know of a Hannibal Lecter mask and he's not really in the best shape, uh, but he can, I, I don't have a problem with it as long as, uh, you're not doing something to accentuate the things that aren't great about your body. Uh, exactly. and I won't get, I won't get too much into that, but, I think you would probably wouldn't mind too much if Mac was in a um no what's it called? A singlet? Kind of like Yeah, uh,
0: singlet, yeah.
1: <clears throat> like what R V D wears. Yes, yeah. I think uh like Ishii, he wears like a big waistband around his waist. Yeah. Uh he probably has a gut, uh, but he hides it. Uh you don't need to see it. Uh but I, I'd I i do not have a problem with it, but I think he Willie Mac would probably look better in a, in a singlet. Uh, I remember Kevin Owens, uh, before he started wearing, you know, the shorts and the tank top or, you know, the t-shirt, um, yeah, he, Cornette made him wear a singlet and I remember he didn't like it, but at the time he was being pushed as Mr. Wrestling and he could do all these things. He didn't, he didn't look bad in the singlet. I, I don't think if he went to that again, I don't think it would hurt him at one piece or one bit. Uh, I think you can do things that make yourself look better uh, if if you have any kind of body
0: issues. Uh, but I think you would agree. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. <clears throat> oh, by the way, Stryker shouted out dick to go during the show.
1: It's the second – at least the second time he's done that. It's every time there's a senton, he does yeah.
0: it. Gotta love that old dick to go. I'll and edit yes, that Leave it in. It's, uh, by the way, I know it's Togo. I'm just being stupid. Uh, please tell me you wrote down some spots here because all I have is the finish. Oh, no, I uh, also have son of havoc doing a dive to the outside, getting caught by cage who does a stalling suplex, which was amazing.
1: Yeah. I've stopped writing down the spots cause I want people to go back and watch these, these, uh, matches unless it's something that's super amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, and I also forgot to write some of the, the matches down. I was watching this late Saturday thinking we were recording Sunday. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So it was like 11 o'clock and I was like, shit, I got to go to bed soon. So let me hurry up and watch this. And I took a few notes that I felt were the most important, but I mean, it's, this is an incredible match. The last, the previous match was an incredible trios match. You should go back and watch it. The spots were great. This is amazing. Uh, did you already give the finish?
0: Uh, I was about to. I'll let you go ahead and and I'll add to that. Okay. So Brian Cage hit Weapon X on Son of Havoc near the seal. So that's two almost finishes directly on the seal. Um, uh, That gets him the win. And that's the match.
1: And this should show, and this is showing you who who took the the L. And this is Cage after already fighting a match. So this is telling you Mm -hmm.
0: that Cage's team are the definitive favorites going into this fight. Absolutely. Like you think about it, like, Team Havoc, like, yeah, they got a win over, you know, Phoenix being stuck in the middle of a best-of-five. Big Rick's team, they got a, a win over a team in a similar situation with uh, Pentagon and his partners. So, like, you know, team uh, whole-ass cowboy machines. Damn it, that's a wordy title. I never should have named them that to begin with. No, it's uh, great. They, they got a win over <clears throat> a team that, by all means, was rolling on all cylinders, and they... Not only did they get that win cage immediately won a three way right after against two fresh opponents. So like all the momentum is in the favor of the whole ass cowboy machines. And they, in the match
1: they were against were like the aces, Johnny Mundo, Prince Puma and uh, Hernandez. Her, I don't know if Hernandez is an ace necessarily. He's, he's good. He, he carried his weight. Uh, he's but, ace adjacent. Yeah. That's a good term for that. I, 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 I think that's perfect but like they just beat like the top guys in Lucha Underground okay. and they weren't fresh for the next match. So they're just, they're just hammering at home that these dudes should be winning and they probably yeah. should.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The very next thing we see Drago in the bathroom and that's uh, what we alluded to. Don't take a shit in the temple. <laughs> <You can't. laughs> Cause God knows what Drago was doing before uh, Dario Cueto got there. And, Dario is basically there to psych out Drago. Like again, Dario Cuido's a dick, running theme.
1: Yeah, and he's each time he he talks to him about mythological things. He talks to Aerostar. He's like, Yeah, the dragon, he's from hell. And he wants and he's gonna bring that to you. And Aerostar's up at the top of the building looking at the stars at night in space. And where's he find Drago? In the bathroom. Probably the most evilest,
0: (laughs) dirtiest, (laughs) darkest
1: places in the Lucha Underground. Now, I guess that's hell.
0: That's uh, hell adjacent. That's the closest they could come. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Next up, we've got Melissa Santos in the ring with Pentagon Jr. And Pentagon, as Striker points out, he doesn't have a match, but he's there for whatever reason. Pentagon whispers something in Melissa's ear and says that his next sacrifice is a dedication to his master. Melissa goes goes to leave the ring and Pentagon Pentagon (laughs) grabs her and he tries to break her arm and he's about to when... Okay, at first Vampiro stands up, but as Vampiro is standing up, Sexy Star comes out to make the save and Sexy Star runs off um, uh, Pentagon Jr., And this is sowing seeds that are going to um, that are going to be reaped later on in the season. They're already, you know, building towards this with seven 16 more episodes to go after this one. Pentagon is the
1: the the dark ace of Lucha Underground, and they make an entire storyline revolving around him. It's not in the main title picture, uh, but it's a blood feud that's Mm -hmm. very important, very important. And it's very entertaining and uh
0: absolutely and i may be going out on a limb but that this storyline you're referring to that takes place entirely in season one Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in my opinion is the best storyline the show ever did
1: uh i disagree just because there's one other one and i'll tell you off the air uh that i liked just a little just better but uh, i wouldn't argue with anybody like if you said this is the best i'm not i'm not gonna argue with
0: you yeah so it, you know it's gotten to the point where like pentagon is he's, he's gonna break women's arms now like he doesn't care like he'll even break announcer's arms at this point he's starting to wear even on vampiro's nerves so vampiro was like i kind of like the guy
1: well that's because vampiro is uh full of shit and he's always like oh, i love darkness i like evil vampire cults but how dare you put your hands on a woman it's like that's you know that's evil right bro <laughs> so you know that's that's oh, why man. that's my problem with vampiro as a character is he doesn't make any sense he's supposed yeah. to be a good guy but you like evil and darkness come on man yeah i don't have so
0: him. let me ask you uh you remember the episode of it's always sunny where uh, dennis and mac move into the suburbs yes Okay, so Matt Stryker says, you know, up next we've got a main event, and the winner <laughs> receives one of Dario Cueto's famous unique opportunities. It reminded me of Mac talking about his famous mac and cheese. Because <laughs> Dennis is always like, yeah, I'll tell you where they are famous, in my stomach.
1: I, I, what was the punchline to that? The, the mac and cheese was just normal? It was just whatever?
0: Yeah. There was nothing special about it whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I I think. I, and that's all they ate.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's all they ate.
1: That's good. Uh, These unique opportunities. Uh, I, phew, I'm trying to remember one that was good.
0: <laughs> okay, look. It's okay to like, yes, they get better. But, like, especially when um, a prop gets involved later on in the show. But at this point, there's only been one other unique opportunity so far. That's it. <laughs>
1: Was that one wasn't good? I don't remember. What was it?
0: Uh, I think that was just the ten thousand dollars in the briefcase, or hundred thousand, whatever.
1: Yes. Yeah, you're right. I guess that was
0: good. I guess I'm speaking out of turn. That's yeah, all good, but I mean, like that. Like, is it really all that unique to be like, hey, hundred thousand dollars if you impress me? Like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I think this is the first. Well. We're getting ahead
1: of ourselves, but this will be the first really unique opportunity, I believe.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So main event time, the best of five, uh, the final match in the series, tied <clears throat> two to two. Drago versus Aerostar. Drago wore that badass cartoon mask again, and I love it. Once again, hell yeah. And I noticed it this time. Yeah. Oh, also, Dario Quit though dropped his most fierce ring the bell. Love that, love that.
1: This was a good match too. It was uh, they really brought the intensity in this match. They had Arrow doing all the high flying, and they had Drago just doing some like pretty power moves, like some mm-hmm. pretty big slams, uh, some vicious mm-hmm. strikes.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it
1: didn't didn't Arrowstar do a table bump too? He did. I think he. Uh, yep. Oh, dude, that table. He dives. He does the plank splash. He does the yep. plank splash, a springboard off of the ropes, and the table's on the outside, on the on the on the on the floor, and he misses a little bit. It's almost like a Matt Hardy where he overshot it. And if you <laughs> did, you see it like he landed like head first almost. Oh,
0: because his man. hands,
1: his hands are by his like hips, like yeah. an idiot. I uh, think this is just a suicida like perfectly. It, I couldn't help but laugh because he just uh, hit the ground <laughs> face first. And he just laid there for a second. I was like, oh, man, I'm an asshole. But uh, why did you land that way?
0: Oh, man. <clears> oh, <throat> uh, why did you fall?
1: Dude, it was it, it, you put your hands out. Like, I, I love yeah. the plank splash, but you are not in the ring.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be safe. Be safe. Um. Shit like that is why Darby Allen won't uh, won't be able to walk past 45, but you know, whatever. Uh that might upset some people. <laughs> well, he's he's a stunt man, so
1: you you're probably like even if people want to get upset about you about the wrestling, he does stunts outside of that. Uh so probably even sooner than that he'll have trouble living without yeah. pain
0: <clears throat> And that's the thing, I like Darby Allen. I do, but man, just these bumps, dude. <laughs> Yeah, he, but he's a
1: stunt guy though, so he's just. Even if he wasn't doing wrestling, he he's gonna destroy
0: himself. That's fair enough. That's <clears> fair <throat> enough. Um. Oh, by the way, Drago. I'm just gonna go right to the finish if you don't mind. Sure. Drago wins with the tail of dragon, the most epic Tale of the dragon he's hit yet to date.
1: Yeah, it's because he was. They just he files it up right after Aerostar does a bunch of try of roll up pins. Because uh, near the end, Aero stars trying to get the quick win, uh, trying to roll him up, and I think he does a, th- a few different uh, roll up variations, and that's when Drago does his own. And Drago has his own. It's a it- it's a good pin.
0: He like hooks the yeah. leg from back. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> dude, absolutely. That tail of the dragon when he hits it like that, like that, there's hardly anything better. It's it would be hard to kick out of it,
1: and it was a defend. It's it wasn't like he stole it. Yeah, no. If it was, they both went after each other with the table spot, yeah. with the slams that uh, Drago was doing, and Aerostar hit two plank splashes, I believe, and mm-hmm. uh, he couldn't get the pin. Uh, Drago found it within himself to kick out of that, so uh, they had Drago overcome in this match. Yeah, and I think that's what the whole story was about. Like, an Aerostar doesn't take it; it doesn't hurt him. Because uh, he's already well. put away uh, Drago with the Plank Splash. So this was just kind of, uh, um, you know, the final match where Drago overcome.
0: Yeah. And the, the aftermath, it reminded me of the Zayn and Neville match from Over Our Evolution. Because even though these guys have been killing each other over the past six weeks, um, by the end of it, they were just... Aerostar was happy for Drago, man. Like they've developed a respect for sure and there's, that's uh it's beautiful there's
1: a respect and I, I think there's a even in ufc like after guys hate each other and they have their match i think because all the pressure's gone there's a relief for a lot of people mm-hmm. like and that's kind of you know yeah you respect each other i've absolutely you know you had a great fight you feel proud of yourself uh you went in there with with a fighter uh but you're also kind of happy that it's over
0: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it's just like Tyson, uh, like, before Tyson fights, he would, like, you know, threaten to kill you, whatever, blah, 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 and then he'd just be your buddy by the time the fight was over.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I knew a guy uh, when I was uh, at my gym uh, years, uh, 10 years ago, maybe. Um, he said, you know how they bump fists before they fight? hmm He said, uh, and before that, before this guy told me this, I thought anyone that didn't do that was a dick. Uh, He was, and he told me, he's like, he's like, I don't like doing that because that's something you do when you spar. Because you're, you know, it's it's like, okay, let's let's go in there have a good fight. He's like, but when I'm in there in a fight, I want to kill you, and and the moment I start doing stuff like that, it takes me out of that mindset. He's like, it's not that I don't like the person. It's it's like I'm there to fight them. I'm not there to be their friend. Um, Mm -hmm. And he wasn't even a guy that talks shit or anything like that. He was just like, look, like I need to keep my mind state. Uh, So. You know with the fights like that when they get intense. Like it doesn't necessarily mean you you li- really hate somebody. Uh You just really you need to be in that mindset. You need to be a killer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So this episode will drop on the fourth of February, I believe. Um. Yes. Because the last yeah the last one you edited was on the twenty eighth, so um. Uh, we're recording this on, what, the 18th? But, folks, I do want... Before we go into the ratings, um, <clears throat> Greg, you're actually going to appear on the February 10th episode of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. We're reviewing Blade, which we're going to review that later on today. But, you know, yeah, I'm excited I'm, to have you on. I'm excited to be on, because I, uh, I didn't take a lot of... I. The funny thing is I
1: put Blade on, and I was like, okay, I don't have to take a lot of notes. I want to enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. But... And I was like, I also don't want to overanalyze it because I want to enjoy it. There were yeah. some, you know, some things I was like, okay, that didn't really age perfectly. But as far well, as the story goes, like it's kind of, yeah. it it has payoffs for everything it introduces, and everything it introduces has a purpose. So it was, as far as the story goes, pretty good.
0: Yeah, and I would say like, and, and you know, it may be divisive, may be controversial to say, like I thought Stephen Dorff is one of the better villains we've reviewed so far dude steven dorf and blade is him i mean because he's a villain and he's yes. good
1: like you're not supposed he's cool but you're not really supposed to like him because of what he does uh but mm-hmm. he's steven dorf is considering it's a it's a superhero movie and this is before the marvel yes. cinematic universe before they got like matt damon is mm-hmm. rumored to be in thor 4 uh yeah this is before marvel movies were considered okay for actors to be in
0: yeah yeah This is when this was after Batman and Robin. So like the superhero boom has gone bust. X-Men hasn't come out yet. Like there is hardly any hope whatsoever. Blade Blade is a spot of hope for sure.
1: Blade was a there probably wouldn't be a Marvel cinematic universe. And I'm not even overhyping it. Blade is a very important movie for Marvel because you said I didn't know it was before X-Men. That's even more important. Mm hmm. because superhero movies before that, like uh, studios would change so much yeah. about them before they came out. So they they normally were turds. Yeah. So uh, except for like, you know, ones everyone wants to remember. But, you know, this it's a very important movie. It's all safe yeah. For now.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh forgot to mention we buried the lead. That was my fault. Dario Cueto came out after the match, after he saw the, you know, the hug in and respect and everything, probably just so pissed. Cause he's like, Oh, these guys are happy. What the hell? Blah, blah, blah. Probably thought Aerostar was showing weakness and probably hates Aerostar, especially now, but uh, he didn't say any of that. That's just me interpreting. But Dario Cueto did come out to announce uh, the unique opportunity that Drago was getting. And this unique opportunity, the biggest opportunity that he can offer at least so far, a title shot at Prince Puma for the Lucha Underground Championship. Didn't say when that would happen, but he did add that these always come at a cost, and the cost here is if you lose, you must leave the temple forever. Dude, the writing in
1: Lucha Underground, like there's a lot of tension and drama in this one match, mm-hmm. and he just he just announced it like, I uh, very and I, I guess you know people may think that we're overhyping Lucha Underground, but this writing is really good.
0: It Um, is. Yeah,
1: This is a lot on the line uh, for a, I mean, the last time I can remember this being done was Cody versus uh, Jericho, where he said like, if I lose, I'm not going to challenge for the title anymore. And he didn't have to leave the company. This is a guy has to leave the company and Mm -hmm. it's for a title match. Uh, he did earn it too. That's the, that's the thing is he earned this match He, this, he earned this opportunity. It wasn't just something where Vince Russo came out and said, Hey, we're going to do, you know, something on a pole match. It, it's just not, <laughs> it's not out of the blue. This just had planning. Yeah. Like how many weeks has, have they been having these matches? These, these best of five, uh, yeah. pr- probably like a month, right?
0: Yeah. Well, no, at least cause it's five matches. So at least five weeks. Uh, but that's been spread out over like, cause they took a couple weeks off. So I think six or seven. Yeah, dude, like this
1: this is a well thought out story. The payoff adds even more drama because it's adding another conflict of can Drago do it? I mean, Drago can't be Puma, can he? And if if he can't, then he has to leave. So it's or if he does win, that means Puma has to lose the title. Would that really happen? I mean, there's a lot of this is a great plot point. If you even if you don't care about Drago. This is a No, I I
0: absolutely agree.
1: I I wish there was more of this in wrestling. Like, I mean, I can't think of any promotion that has something that's going on right now. Uh, the most buzz is, you know, Kenny Omega going, you know, on impact of a new Japan logo shirt <laughs> with the club. And, you know, the bucks getting super kicked by Phoenix and Penta, like, and I, and this is all stuff I
0: like currently, but it's not the same. No, no, it's not. And damn it. I will say it until I'm blue in the face. AEW, Push Pentagon and push Phoenix as singles acts. Come on, make it happen. Are
1: push them as tags because like they're whooping everyone's ass. Like they could be tag ch- champions. Are even introduce a trios title with Pop. Because uh, yeah. I don't know if you're watching AEW, but their stuff with Eddie Kingston uh, between Eddie Kingston and Butcher and Blade and the mm. uh, death Triangle, it's it's really good. Like everything I'm talking about, I'm not putting down AEW for this stuff. This is all the stuff I love. Like. The stuff I'm seeing with Kenny's making everyone talk because it's all this cross-promotional stuff that was never there before. Um, now the idea of New Japan coming into AEW is even higher, or at least it seems that way. Uh, and I love the stuff of Penta and Phoenix versus the Blade and Eddie. But you're right. like These guys could be the aces. And they're really... Even Angelico and Jack Evans, like, you know we we've we seen their stuff in lucha underground mm-hmm. uh i think aew might need another show and i hate this yes. I, I dread saying that because anytime a show gets more more time you know that's uh you, you could turn into a role situation where it's not always a good three hours but
0: yeah uh,
1: i don't know what they would or maybe they need to restructure dark or something but they really need to you know do something with some of some of the other guys
0: yeah, I would agree. I would agree. But enough about that uh what what the hell did the Outlaw Mud Show. Enough about the Outlaw <laughs> Mud Show. Uh let's let's give our letter grade for the week. And Greg, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a good little co-host and I'm going to let you start us off. I'm going to give it an A. An A? That's uh that's pretty good. I think you're going a little high. Uh I'm going to give it a B.
1: Yeah, I got to give it an A because of all the the story elements it's adding all the tension all the drama uh Mm -hmm. all the payoffs that we are going to get uh Mm -hmm. this this is a this is a show i would i would show to someone to get them interested in lucha underground
0: Mm, see yeah this isn't one that i would show them uh i would probably show them next week's show you could do that no actually i would definitely show them next week's show you could do that uh i I would use this one and lead into the next show. That's fair. That's fair. Um, So folks, I think we're going to get out of here though. Um, Greg, we've got a bivvy of great shows on the social suplex podcast network. Among them, we've got all things elite with Floyd and I think Austin. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Floyd's definitely there. Uh, No disrespect to his co-host. None whatsoever. Great match generator. One Nation Radio. Keeping it strong style. Ricky and Clive. I hate to sound biased, but besides us, probably my favorite. Love you, Ricky. Um, (laughs) Greg, help me out here. I feel like I'm missing someone. Did you already say kiss? Uh, Yeah, keeping it strong style. Oh, grown men watch this shit. Best name. Best name. Even better than ours somehow. Uh, 8-Bit Suplex. Yes, 8-Bit. Oh, Josh would have would have uh rang my neck if i forgot about them
1: uh i zoned out a little bit so i don't know who else you mentioned uh did you say uh uh, uh what's <laughs> oh man you memory bad um yep
0: cte brother oh my i
1: might <laughs> no uh what's uh
0: james and uh one nation radio yes 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 I said that earlier oh okay <laughs> oh my god I couldn't,
1: I was blanking out.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Believe it or not, we do love this network. <laughs> yeah, I just don't have memory. <laughs> yeah, no, and I I played a little bit of football in high school, so I, I might have developed CTE. I don't know. <laughs> well, Dimension definitely runs in my family,
1: unfortunately.
0: Yikes, fam. Couldn't be me.
1: I'm trying to think if we, I feel like we missed somebody, though. You said Great Match Generator uh grown Mm -hmm. men watch this Um see the funny thing is yeah he'll just he'll he'll just number one made fun of us for pre-recording it he's like why don't you guys just go through it (laughs) each show and i was like well, this is
0: why we don't
1: (laughs) (laughs) well we'll we'll keep doing this this way because it's one yeah uh yeah it's uh, fucking
0: great dude we'll
1: we'll, we might record it re-record it again i'd uh uh but this is fine. We we we, yeah. we got them all. We nailed them all. We we nailed yeah. all
0: the shows, I think.
1: I can't think of a... You said Ricky and Clive, so that's it. That's of course
0: it. I said Ricky and Clive. I'd never forget about them. Unlike Clive, who would forget about me because he's a dick.
1: There we go.
0: Yep, that's right. Oh, hell, I gotta do the fucking catchphrase thing. Um... <laughs> we even forgot that. Jesus, we're not... This is too all early okay. for Yeah, this is uh... a... <laughs> this is grave consequences in the morning it's like 9 30 over here yeah it's 9 30 over here Uh, okay folks believe it or not sometimes people would say you should do a show in the morning (laughs) but those people would be wrong and sometimes when you're wrong all you all you have to suffer are grave consequences